0: Okay, this is the seventh podcast of uh, my series, and in this one, which is all about creating ray diagrams, how refraction in lenses creates images, and how you draw the necessary ray diagrams, I am going to cheat. Yep, I'm going to use a couple of podcasts that I created about four years ago for the GCSE, because I can't be bothered to do it all over again for you lot, so you'll just have to listen to that one. Um, what do you need to take on board that's slightly different because we've moved to the IGCSE well everywhere I say AQA of course I mean CIE the only big difference is that when um, I'm talking about concave lenses although you need to know they exist you don't need to know them in any great detail because CIE doesn't particularly have concave lenses on the syllabus so where I talk about AQA Drawing a centre line for a lens and then drawing a tiny little lens in the centre of it, CIE don't bother with that. They just draw the centre line of the lens. They don't draw a tiny little lens in the centre of it because they've got no need to tell you whether it's concave or convex because only convex lenses are on the CIE syllabus. So when you look at uh, the basis for a ray diagram on one of your question papers, you'll find there's just the principal axis and the centre line. There is no ray. There is no lens drawn on it, because they don't have to tell you it's convex, you're expected to know it's convex now that means that uh, there's a lot fewer ray diagrams that they can give you, either they're going to give you the uh, ray diagram where a real image is being formed because the object is further out than the focus, or they're going to be giving you one where a virtual image is formed, and that's what we call a magnifying glass. And the magnifying glass turns up more often on the higher paper, so I'll split the magnifying glass of, um, podcast off, I'll call it 7B, and maybe that's the one that you've got to concentrate rather than this one, which is the general introduction to uh, how the images are formed from lenses and how to draw the ray diagram for an object being further away than the focus, which creates a real image. But anyway, I'll let you have a listen, see if you can spot any differences between me now and me four years ago when I was doing this for you. Okay, so we're going to start off by having a look at image formation with lenses. Now the book does it the other way around the book goes straight onto curved mirrors. I think curved mirrors are quite hard so we're going to leave curved mirrors and we're going to have a look at lenses. Um, Light bends on entry and exit to glass, called refraction, did it in year 8. If the glass is flat uh, then it bends a bit on the way in, it bends a bit on the way out and because the bend on the way in is equal and opposite to the bend on the way out, uh, it ends up travelling along pretty much the same path, moved a little bit sideways but it's parallel on the way out to the way it was on the way in. However, if it's not a flat bit of glass with parallel sides, you can start making the light go wherever you want the light to go by choosing the shape of the piece of glass it's going through. And the classic example of that that uh, you all saw in lower school and i have all seen on the uh, Pink Floyd album is a prism. It's no longer got parallel sides. The angles of the sides of the glass mean that the glass gets bent on the way in and actually gets bent in the same direction on the way out so it gets bent further round and it gets bent round so far that the light uh, starts to break up because uh, light as you know is made up of uh, the spectrum of colours and if you bend it far enough you start to notice that red doesn't bend quite as much as blue does and they start to split apart from each other um, it's called dispersion but uh, don't worry about it, it's not examined it's Just the prism is an example of where your bit of glass is no longer got parallel sides and so the light gets moved when it goes in and out it ends up moving in the opposite direction similar thing is a lens a lens has, is, does not have parallel sides They curve on the front, curve on the back they are, don't match each other and so as a result, the uh, light gets bent in a particular direction. It doesn't leave the lens travelling in the same direction as it did on the way in. And by picking the right shape, we can make it do what we want it to do. Now, if you have a look at figure 3 on the PDF that uh, is uh, available for download along with this, figure 3 shows you a, what's called a convex and below it a concave lens. Convex is uh, the one where the curves are outwards, concave is the one where the curves are inwards. I find that easiest way to remember by thinking cave, going inwards. So concave lens, the curves go inwards. The two I've drawn for you are actually biconvex and biconcave. And what that means is that there are curved surfaces on both sides. By means two. There's curved surfaces on both sides. Um, Convex and concave lenses work perfectly well if the curved surface is only on one side and there's a flat surface on the other side, or even if there's a different curve inwards on the other side, which is what happens with eyeglasses, reading glasses. But usually what you'll see as part of the GCSE are biconvex or biconcave. concave uh, AQA won't expect you to put the bi-bit in, and they'll just expect you to recognise which lenses are convex and which lenses are concave. Okay, make sure you can get those learnt. Now, the effect on light of a convex lens is to bend it inwards. The effect on light of a concave lens is to bend it outwards. Therefore, a convex lens can also be called a converging. Converging means coming together, so the light from going through a convex lens comes together. And a concave lens can also be called a diverging lens. Diverging means going apart, and so... A uh, concave lens produces light that's going further apart. It has diverged. So there's two more terms that I'm afraid you've just got to get learnt along with the lens that produces them. Lenses have particular properties if they're well designed. And we need to learn some of those properties in order to, uh, to carry on and draw the ray diagrams for them. For a convex lens... Light that's coming from a very long way away is effectively parallel. Light coming from the sun, well maybe, you know, when you're looking up in the sky you see the sun as a point source, and therefore the light must be spreading out from it. That light's spreading out from the sun over uh, whatever it is, 120 million kilometres. So, by the time it gets to us, the light rays diverging from that point source aren't really noticeable and we treat the rays as if they're parallel okay so light coming from an object that's a very long way away we treat as if they are parallel if we put parallel rays through a convex lens they will all cross at a particular point and that particular point is called a focus okay and diagram of that is figure 4 Okay, they pass through each one of those lights uh, because they've gone in parallel, pass through the focus, they will focus at a particular point, and that would be the distance if you were using that uh, the sun, for example, to uh, burn a hole in a bit of paper, uh, which you've been uh, nasty, mischievous people, I'm sure you've done on occasion, then that focused the focal distance of that lens which is set by the shape of the lens, the focal distance of that lens will be the distance you need, to be, you need to put the lens away from the bit of paper in order to concentrate all the light from the sun down onto a single point on that bit of paper. Focus. Every bit of light that enters the lens parallel to what's called its principal axis, so parallel to the axis running along the centre of it, will pass through the focus. And therefore, parallel light gets focused at the focus. Focused at the focus. Focused at the focus. Okay. Now, notice that in figure four, I have drawn a little tiny lens at the center. And I've extended the center line of that lens a long way either side. And my rays of light are being bent when they get to that center line. That's AQA's standard way of drawing a lens. It doesn't draw a great big massive lens. It draws a little tiny lens at the centre and then a long dotted line. And essentially any light falling on the dotted line is going to be bent by the lens even though according to the diagram the lens ain't that big. There are reasons for doing that. Well, uh, it just avoids confusing the diagram I think. I think that's the point behind it the little tiny lens at the centre it just tells you what kind of lens it is you have a look and is that a convex or a concave lens once you've looked you know and you can work out how the light's going to behave but you actually ignore the diagram of the lens in the centre other than it telling you what kind of lens it is it's the centre line that dotted line extending at 90 degrees to the principal axis it's that line that we're interested in in terms of where the lens is actually acting Okay, so that centre line is where we can think of the lens as acting right, concave lenses, uh, parallel light entering concave lenses well parallel light entering concave lenses is clearly going to be spread out have a look at figure 5, it's clearly going to be spread out doesn't concentrate down at a point but if we were to and dot backwards, and I've done it for you on Figure Five. Dot backwards; those rays of diverging light, you would see that they would cross on the other side of the lens, and the point where they cross is still called the focus. So, depending on the kind of lens, you can have a focus on either side. And actually, for both kinds of lenses, the automatic thing that we do is we draw on focuses on both sides of the lens and we can end up using either one. Now that's a bit odd. Um, Focus on either side of the lens and we can use either one in constructing our ray diagrams. Just take it as true. The focal distance will be the same on both sides so the two foci are equal distances away from the center line of the lens. You'll usually in a question be given the focal distance so you can mark on a pair of foci, uh, 4 centimeters or whatever it is, away from the center line of the lens. Mark them both on automatically. You'll see that I've marked them both on figure 5. In some textbooks, you'll see them name principal focus and secondary focus. AQA don't care about that. AQA just call them both foci. So they call them both F. So I've marked them both on and I've called them both F in figure 5. And I will do the same thing in every figure from now on. You're listening to BCJ, Victoria College Church. That bit of music was so that I could eat a sandwich. I hope you realise that I'm missing my lunch in order to do this for you. Although, of course, you shouldn't feel too sorry for me, because I'm going to the Atlantic for lunch tomorrow, which I'm hoping, given their Michelin star, will be fantastic. Ask me when you get back, uh, whether I had a good lunch at the Atlantic or not. What am I on? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, we've started to draw diagrams for lenses. And those very simple diagrams that we've drawn in figure four and figure five are called ray diagrams. There's rays going in and rays coming out, and we're working out how those rays are behaving, ray diagrams. However, the ray diagrams that we're going to deal with aren't going to be as simple as just having parallel rays. They will have an object, and we then have to work out where the lens would produce the image. To do that, we have to have some rules for how light behaves, and we can obtain most of those rules from figure 4 and figure 5. So, first rule, any light entering a lens parallel to the principal axis of that lens will pass through, a focus, Now we'll do that again, any any light entering a lens parallel to the principal axis of that lens will pass through a focus, you can see that on figure 4 and on figure 5 Well, we had to dot the light back to make it go through the focus but that doesn't matter, it has gone through a focus so that's rule number 1 rule number 2 is that any light going through the centre of a lens will carry on going Now if you look at the centre of a lens, you imagine sort of blowing up the central part of figure 4 or figure 5 in your head. You look at the central point and you should be able to see that right at the middle, light going through right at the middle, the sides of the lens are pretty much parallel. And we've already said that light going through parallel sheet of glass comes out travelling in the same direction. So any light going through the dead centre of the lens will come out in the same direction. It gets moved a little bit if the lens is very thick, which is why what we're doing is called the uh, Thin Lens Approximation. Works for thin lenses. And as we're only dealing with thin lenses, that's fine. It works for thin lenses. So, rule one, any light entering uh, parallel to the principal axis will pass through a focus. Rule two, any light going through the centre of the lens will carry on in a straight line. Rule three is not quite so obvious. If you look at figure four and imagine the light's travelling in the opposite direction from the direction that I've drawn the arrows in, the light's now passing through the focus on its way in and coming out of the lens parallel. And light does indeed behave that way. The light, the path of the light, actually doesn't care which direction it's travelling in. It should do the same thing if you reverse the direction of the light travelling. It always does do the same thing if you reverse the direction the light's travelling at. So our third rule is, light entering a lens, passing through the focus, will come out of the lens parallel to the principal axis. So it's the opposite to rule 1. Rule 3, rule 1, opposites to each other. Imagine the light travelling in the opposite direction, reversing its direction, but carrying on along the same, uh, the same rules. So we've got three rules. Light going through the middle goes straight on. Light going in parallel comes out through the focus. Light going in through the focus comes out, through, uh, comes out parallel. Okay, three rules. You're listening to BCJ, Victoria College Chat. If you now have a look at figure six, I've drawn a convex lens. I've shown the uh, axis, I've shown the centre line. I've only drawn a tiny little convex lens in the middle for reasons that we've discussed. Now onto that I've put an object. And my object is an arrow could be a matchstick for example, and it's standing with its base on the principal axis. Now there's a reason for doing that, and that's that we see that light coming out straight from that base must travel through the centre of the lens, and that therefore somewhere along that beam of light, somewhere along the principal axis of the lens, there must be the base in the image. The base in the image, the base of the object turns up in the image somewhere along the principal axis. And that's as far as we worry about. We don't actually worry about finding the uh, base. We worry about finding the top. Because providing the lens hasn't distorted the uh, object when we're creating an image, we should find that we'll also get a vertical line in our image. Base of the object is always drawn on the principal axis because then you know that the base of the image will be somewhere along the principal axis. Right, so now we've got to work out where on earth the top of the object's image is formed. How are we going to do that? Well, we use our three rules. There are lots of rays of light radiating in every direction from the top of that object, from the light it's reflecting, or maybe it's a light bulb itself, it's shining light out. But there's light going in every direction. And most of that light we don't know a damn thing about. But there are three rays that we do know something about, because those three rays have to obey our three rules. First one is, light through the centre comes out straight. And I've drawn that in red on figure seven, okay? We know, we know that's true because it follows our rules. Second one, light that goes in parallel comes out through a focus. Well, I have drawn focuses on figure 6. Well, i better draw the focuses in. Figure 7, the focuses have appeared. They're at 4 centimetres because you're told that in the question. So, light goes in parallel, passes through the focus and carries on going. That light ray is drawn in blue on figure 7. And lastly, light that goes in through the focus must come out parallel. And that line I've drawn in orange on figure 7. And you can see that all three cross at the same point on the other side of the lens. So that must be where our top of our image must be formed, where all those three are crossed. That's where our image is formed. Where the light crosses, that's where your image forms. Okay, so all three of those, they cross on a particular point. So I know that particular point is the top of my image. We've talked about the fact that I know that the the base of my image must be on the principal axis. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to draw in a vertical line from where the top of my image must be to my vertical axis, and that is figure 8 and then that's the question generally done figure 8 that's the question generally done, bish bash bosh, you've found out where the image is and you can mark it I for image, having mark the other one O for object and the question might go on and ask you something like, how much is the magnification? Well, how much is the magnification? Well, you measure how tall the image is, you measure how tall the object is, and the magnification will be the image height divided by the object height. And uh, in this particular example, The image is a bit bigger than the object is, and so therefore uh, it is magnified. You get an answer out of one point something or other. You measure it, you're working out. The reason they put it that way in the questions, in the exams, the reason you're asked to do that calculation is if you're not spot on with your magnification, then you've not done the diagram very well, and so you lose marks all over the place. So it's an easy way for the examiner. It means the examiner doesn't have to get a ruler out and measure your diagram. He can just look at that number. If that number's right, you've drawn your diagram right. If that number's wrong, you've drawn your ray diagram wrong. So it makes it easy for the examiner. So make sure you get that bit right, and make sure you draw that diagram accurately. I want a ruler used. I want the point going through the centre actually going through the centre, the point going through the foci actually going through the foci. Not vaguely within a few millimetres, actually going through them because you will get marked on the accuracy of that diagram because you'll have to produce a value for the magnification if it's off you aren't going to get the marks and the reason it's going to be off is if you've drawn the diagram badly don't do it okay uh, for convex lenses, converging lenses uh, there's a few scenarios if the object is... if the distance of the object from the centre line of the lens is more than the focal distance but not as far as twice the focal distance, then the image will be bigger. If the object is twice as far away from the centre line as the focus is, then the image will be exactly the same height as the object. If the object is any further away than that, the image will be smaller. But the key things to notice are, the image is upside down. It's an inverted image. And the second thing to notice is, is it real or is it virtual? does the light actually go there? yes the light rays actually go there and therefore it must be a real image so it's a real inverted image larger or smaller, it's larger, so it's a larger real inverted image and very often this marks for saying those three things okay so that's one scenario for drawing these with convex lenses figure eight shows the other scenario But I seem to have broken my pencil and can't write down figure 8, so I'm going to go off and find a pencil. So the disaster of a broken pencil ends that podcast, and we'll pick this up again when we do magnifying glasses in what I'm going to call Podcast 7B.